Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Sam. Good people. Jay here. How you doing? And yours truly, as always. And Kalisha will be with us shortly. Shortly. But yeah, how are you guys all doing? Not bad. The the, the weather's gone, which is stressful. It's um, been okay though. No. It's not been okay. I do you know what? I think a couple of days like this, I actually don't <laughs> mind simply because it gets so hot in my house. Yeah. At really? night, yeah, at night it gets really I think hot. days like this and yesterday was okay. It's the rain that is the problem. Yeah, That's the I, I can't stand. Yeah, it. I this want it to free. be I, back. I want the summer to come back. No, I've got a low tolerance for cold weather. I can't take it at all, at all. This is stressful for me. Well, hopefully, it will be back yeah. soon. This is the British summer we know and love. I wouldn't say love, but we know it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> any highlights this week? Anyone done anything? Um, um ah, not really. I wish Kalisha was here. I was going to say Insecure's back. I'm so happy. Yeah, I watch Insecure. Oh, Why okay. can't you say Francis Insecure? Sorry, Andrew watches it. What, she wants to say that Francis is in... Never mind, let me not make that joke. Do you hear anyone else laughing, bro? Do you hear anyone? <laughs> exactly. You know it's why. lonely at the top. You know why, exactly. It's <laughs> lonely at the top. <clears throat> yeah, actually, football started. Premier League's back on. I saw that. My, fa- my fantasy league, I got 83 points. Um, yeah. I'm in most of my groups. I'm either first or second. What I think there's one where I was like fifth. But what is the 83 points thing? It's the points I, I got from the players that I chose. What do you get from it? Well, one group, there's money. Oh, okay, it's £50 cool. to get in. Mm-hmm. Other groups, is £5. Other groups, is just for fun, you know? So you can win money or just pride. You Do know? people still play? Pride. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Is it called football manager? I, I don't Do play that. Do people still play that? I, I think people do. Yeah. That took too much of my life away. That was just annoying. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, that's what's new. But All yeah. right. So this week we are discussing what? Foreign exchange. Foreign exchange rates. Forex. Yep. Forex. Yeah. FX. Currency exchange. You name yeah. it. You name it. Um, this is definitely Francis's baby. Uh, so you know, I, why don't you tell the people why we are discussing it and you know what they can uh, hope someone to get mentioned it. Oh, actually, we, we had an email right we from did. from right, a, we shout a, the young man yeah. Um, shout out to Yummy James. Um, you know, big I, up, big up yourself. Thank you very much for the contribution, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So he emailed us or mm-hmm. tweet tweeted whatever it was. Yeah, basically saying that why don't we explain what it is, why there's fluctuations, why people can make money, and how people make money. And okay, so we're going to be covering. Current exchange rates, but then also trading. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Okay. We do that. Yeah, we'll do all of that. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. that's what's cool. up. Um, like we said, thank you to Yomi for contacting us, and anyone listening, you can contact us um on Instagram or Twitter. You can DM us. Instagram and Twitter is Making Sense PC, or you can simply send us an email info at makingsensepodcast.com. Any episode ideas. Yeah, just contact us. Shout out yeah, to us definitely. what you think of the podcast. Yeah, we definitely want your input yeah, you know, to understand what you guys want to know about. Yeah. How you we need know you guys. We really do. We're here for you, right? So, you know, get engaged, get interactive because um, we can come up with ideas all day long, but we want it to be of benefit to you. And thank you for continuing to listen. Definitely. You know, old listeners, new ones, you know, we're, we're still growing, which we, which makes me happy anyway. I look at the numbers pretty much daily. Yeah. I need makes, a life. Makes me happy too. Um, should I do the disclaimer as we're going to be talking about trading? Oh yeah, definitely. We definitely yeah. needed this yes. today. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I do it? <laughs> um, just a reminder to everybody listening that what we are giving you is just food for thought and our ideas, things that we've researched. It's not, um, don't take it as gospel. We are not financially advised, financial advisors. Don't hold us accountable for anything you choose to do. If you choose to start going to trade, um, currencies, that's great, but it should be done after your own research. If something happens, it's nothing to do with us. At I mean, all. obviously, if it goes well, then obviously shout us out and let us know this is where you <laughs> find it out. But if it doesn't go well, that's due to your lack of research. Ice <laughs> <laughs> cold. Was that any better than what I normally do? Uh, I anyway, think the, the delivery was a bit just, softer. Just in a different voice. Your I don't deli- feel my deliveries that Your deliveries, you know. It's not. Guys you're, right, you're generally a harsh guy, man. I don't think I'm harsh. It's in, it's in your nature, man. It is. I'm Jamaican. It's the way we were raised, I'm afraid. So See, I, I didn't want to say it. I'm glad well, you, you said can. it. Well, you can. It's fine, isn't it? I'm proud of it. <laughs> We look about with Talawa anyway. Oh <laughs> yes, I said it. Um, okay. Forex, FX. Forex, FX. So, you want to kick us off, France? Sure. Thank you. So, you just do literally an overview, a brief explanation what it is. Okay. Because I feel like when you say currency exchange, everyone thinks, yeah, yeah, cool, that's fine. I'm going abroad, change my money. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then 
when you're talking about trading, some people that have never even thought of currency yeah. trading will just wonder what the heck. Yeah, no, that's true. About. Even yeah. the size of the market itself, I think, will. Uh, yes, yeah, the largest. It it's is the largest. Um, yeah. So it's just basically like you said, Sam. If you're going to, I don't know, Amsterdam, mm. you're going to need euros, right? Yep. Yep. So <laughs> what you will do is go to the, I don't know, the exchange office. What do you call them? Thomas Cook or whoever. Yeah, currency. Currency, exchange. whatever. And you take, I don't euros. know, say a hundred pounds. And you say, look, I need some euros equivalent. That guy then will look at the current rate and said, okay, because the rate is at 1.2 for your 100 pounds, I can give you 120 euros, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's, that's the basic principle behind it. And it, with trading, it's the same thing. Mm. So it's just, yeah, exchanging one currency for another. For another yeah. Simply put, that's all it is, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think maybe we should start with why there are fluctuations. Okay. Like, cause the rate might be one thing right now, mm. and then in five minutes it will change. It will yeah. go up or down. So, so I feel like people. The easy example I ever use is America. There was a time when it was two dollars to one pound. I remember those you times. Good times. Change five hundred pounds, you get a thousand dollars. That time has those gone were the on. days, man. Yeah, Mate. I was like in oh eight. Be falling in America. Oh <laughs> eight, oh nine. Now those are the days. Exact same. Yeah, exactly. You well, the iPhones were priced in the same price, right? In dollars yeah. and uh, pounds. Yeah, they so just changed the, the the currency the sign. Sign. Yeah, um, sign of the times. But yeah, so go ahead. So uh, yeah, why are there fluctuations? Yeah, so it's it's actually not that simple. Why? But um, there's there's several theories which try to explain why there are fluctuations. Um, now, some of these theories work in the short run, and some of them work in the long run. But none of them, you know, actually always work. Um, so these are all like economic theories, etc. So I'm not going to go too deep, but um, usually Could you name them. Sorry, sorry yeah. yeah, yeah. So usually there's a um, PPP. So it's um, purchasing power parity, right? Purchasing power parity. Parity. Okay. So which basically says that um, if the only reason why there should be a difference in currencies, mm. right? It's because one currency has more value than the other. And that's based on how much in demand it is. That's part of the reason. Okay. But this theory actually says, um, put aside the demand, mm. it says, so this is one version of it There's different. It says that the difference in the, in the exchange rates is due to interest rates. So what it says is that, let's just say you look at, you look at the UK and look at the US. Yeah. If in the US, say you can... Um, I don't, the interest rate in USA is 3%, yeah. meaning if you were to put money away to save in a bank, they will pay you 3%. Yeah. If that was the case, and in the US, the interest rate was 1%, naturally, people would want to save money in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. Because they get more. So therefore, there'll be more demand for pounds because people will exchange their money into pounds and then save it, right? Yeah. So because of that, the, um, the current, the UK currency, the pound, 3%, US 1%, the difference is two. Mm. The, the UK pound should be 2% more worth than the, 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 the dollar. And, but that's if you're only looking at the interest rate theory. That's exactly, that's mm. just one. Yeah. Then there's another one which looks, it's the same principle, but it uses inflation. Yeah. So it's saying if, if the current, if the country has high inflation, then the, the currency should be worth less. So again, countries with high inflation, the currency should be worth less. Yeah. So those are like theories explaining it. Um, and then the, the the other theory is um, it looks at the um, balance of of payments and current accounts, etc. So mm. the UK obviously trades with other nations. Do they sell or do they buy more? Mm. Um, if they're selling more of the UK products, which means the, um, they're exporting more. So naturally, there'll be a lot of demand for the pound. That means the pound should be higher than those other currencies they trade with. Yeah. Yeah, if it's the other way around, so if the UK are buying more from others, then the pound will be less because there's less demand for it. Yeah. So simply put, those are like three theories that try to explain it that way. Um, and yeah, they're, they're basically saying that's how the fluctuations come about. Now, obviously, fluctuates, they change every minute, every second. Mm. So that comes back to what you said, Sam. It's with just demand for the currency. So obviously, some of it is due to people traveling. Yeah. And a large part of it is just due to people trading it. And I'm talking trading as an institutional level, right? So yeah. companies. So yeah, yeah. I don't know, say you're Apple or something. You have a 
I don't know, 50 million or 500 million order from some country. Mm. So you're going to, um, they're going to pay you. Actually, they, Apple always gets paid in dollars. So that's a bad example. But actually, no, it's a good example because that country would have to buy dollars, right? Yeah, to pay correct. you. That one day or one week that happens, that might cause an upward, you know, movement in the yeah. dollar. So transactions and currencies that that's, they have a huge impact on it. But so it's for the large companies, it won't yeah, just be it, everyday people. No, it has to be a large travel. amount for yeah. it to have an impact. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, Sam, the foreign exchange market is 24 hour market. Yeah. So 4 a.m. in the morning, if you wanted to, you could trade it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen something about interest rates where it says that it could also cause um, the rate to be less desirable, cause the currency to be less desirable. So for if a country's interest rate is high, which means you're paying high interest rates on loans, then people are not using that currency as much so it can cause it to go down. Yeah, when you say they're not using it as much, um, yes, yes. Do you I, see what I mean? If, but that will be more to do with goods because okay. if, okay, UK pound again, UK dollar, sorry. Um, say we're based in the UK and we're always buying products from the US yeah. and exchange, for, exchange rate is really high in the US because yeah. the interest rates are really high. It will get to the point where buying a dollar will be a lot more expensive yeah. right so we will say actually no this is too much let's look at somewhere, somewhere else, else where it's cheaper rates, so yeah. that's what you just mean yeah, so yeah. yes so having interest rates high having interest rates high for a very long time can go the other way yeah, around yeah. as well yes yeah okay. but yeah that's just the kind of you know theoretical kind of yeah mm-hmm. explanation of it so i suppose just one quick one for me uh, has there been any big events or big news yeah yes yes so 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 turkey is my case study for this week (laughs) i had a feeling it might be (laughs) but i I was i was thinking we should wait towards the end okay because i wanted to touch up on all the different parts and then the turkey case study actually sums everything perfectly perfect okay so if you want to hear about turkey stay tuned to the end (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) them them u.s adverts you know yeah um Okay, so those are yeah, that's that. that was- a- another um, an- another th- factor or variable which causes changes in the interest rates is the the government debt, right? Mm-hmm. So the level of debt that the government has. Um, now, when the governments borrow, so they they can either borrow in their local currency or in their external cu- external currency, right? Um, so if a country has large external debt, i.e. They've issued debt and they say we're in Korea and the debt that the government has issued is in dollars, which means in order for them to pay their debt, they always have to exchange their Korean one for US dollars, right? Mm. Before they can pay it off. Mm. So if they have huge amounts of debt, that also means they have a lot of interest to pay. That means every time or every month, whenever they're paying their interest, they have to exchange their currency to buy the dollar. Mm. So th- again, that can cause the Korean one to weaken. Because each time they're selling the one yeah, and they're yeah, buying a the dollar. Okay. So that's another, um, I don't know, variable or factor. And a lot of times people look at the short-term debt and the long-term debt. Yeah. So if the short-term debt is really high, that's negative for you. Or if, if the long-term debt is really high, that's also negative for you. So thinking on a really basic level, would, I don't know, just say there's a popular holiday destination, would buying the currency for that location, could it, based on the theories that you've said, could buying currency for that destination be more expensive, say, in the summer months when everybody is traveling? Hundred percent versus in a random February. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that that's that that's usually what the case is. Yeah. Um, during the summer months, when all these holiday destinations, yeah, they have high higher mm. exchange. So with the euro, it's slightly different because the euro is obviously consists of several countries, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's slightly different, yeah, but it balances out. I mean, yeah. Right? So that's slightly different, but um, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, what else? Okay, so there's there's also the speculative aspect. You mentioned the trading part, right? Mm. So if if people wanted to make money off that, usually they would open up some kind of spread betting account or something and just trade currencies on there. And you see a lot of adverts for these, and no. it, it's I always advise people to stay away well, yeah, because trading currencies is probably the most difficult part or thing you can mm. do. A is 24 hours. B, the, the rates are constantly changing, right? Um, it's, it's, it's almost impossible for you to forecast where rates are going in, like, say, the next few days or yeah, so, right? Yeah. 
I think in the longer term, it's a little bit easier. But if you're a day trader and every day you're on, on your account trading, it can be quite dangerous. Plus, you're also using leverage, which makes it even more dangerous because mm-hmm. you might you deposit 1,000, but you're trading with like 100,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right? you lose more than you put in. Exactly. You, you, you lose 1% of 100,000. Um, that's, that's your 1,000 gone, right? So, yeah. That's, uh, so with that, so I suppose for you know maybe our listener, the everyday person who's considering getting into it, or maybe downloading one of these day trading apps, um, how what's what's the like the worst you've heard someone losing uh, using leverage? I, I I personally I can give you my I've lost five thousand before. Wow! In what space of time? Maybe six weeks. Yikes! Now, okay, I lost five, but I made about three back. Mm-hmm. So okay. net, I lost two. Yeah. But yeah, this is like over like four months, you know. So it's <laughs> it can you can lose money very quickly. Mm-hmm. And and what it what it is, a lot of people use technical analysis, right? Because these platform providers they give you some training and technical analysis. Okay. So they'll say, oh over a 50 day or 120 day moving average if the currency goes above that level then it has to come back down again or if it goes below it has to come up again and so is it's that like always the case are you able no to it's, it's hardly ever the case no it's hardly ever the case um technical analysis is is for people that don't know it is something which was it, it was really it was like um people started using it in the early 90s right mm. and back then it wasn't something very common and only a few people knew about how technical trading actually yeah. worked. I mean, it, it existed way before that. But in the 90s, when quite a few people started using these are, again, institutional, professional people that are trading, right? With large amounts of money. And then it worked, right? Because usually when there's some kind of strategy or some kind of way to trade, and not a lot of people know about it, it works because you're the only one that's doing it. Mm-hmm. But then once people start catching on to it, everyone starts doing it. That's when it stops working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. So yeah. technical analysis is nothing new. It's it's nothing new. Um, a lot of times it doesn't work because there's shocks which you can't predict. I don't know. Say your your analysis is telling you that, okay, at this point, the, the currency should go down because it's gone above the 120-day moving average. Okay, two hours later, the central bank raises interest rates. That's it. You're yeah. gone. You're yeah. out. I just can't predict. <laughs> There's so many factors to it. I always, you know, I always tell people, trading effects is it's not a hobby. It's not a side thing you do. There's people who do this every day yeah. for like ten hours, and they still lose money. So if you really think with a little bit of training, you can get in and out. Good luck to you. Uh, <laughs> the only once, the yeah. only time I would recommend you trade in foreign exchange, which is what I do, is when there's like big changes or big macro global factors something mm. big that happens like um actually the turkey example will be a really good one i, I might we might as well talk about it now then right so people some people might not know but a couple of um i think it was about six weeks ago when all of this started um obviously there's um trump's tweets whatever trade wars whatever mm-hmm. turkey wasn't that much impacted by it as such um actually wait i'm lying do you guys remember there was this what there was this coup in turkey when they tried to overthrow yeah, yeah. but was a couple years ago was mm-hmm. it last year no. it became quite dangerous yeah, was, there. yeah. yeah. Like two, three years ago. so that's 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 when it kind of really that's that was like a big shock and the turkish currency lost quite a lot right um since then it had kind of recovered slightly and then a couple months ago the, there was a there was an election actually prior to the election um Erdogan, the Turkish president, he changed the law, right? He changed the constitution so that he was the sole decision maker mm. over the central bank. Mm. Now that was that that decision caused the the, the Turkish lira, the Turkish currency, to depreciate by a lot. Yeah. Simply because usually a central bank is independent from the political noise. So Theresa May could not phone this, the Bank of England and say, I want you to raise interest rates. Mm. I want you to... She could not yeah. do that. Imagine they have... Do they have influence though, in reality? I would say no. Okay. Because the moment investors start to notice there is influence, the currencies, that's it. Exactly. So it's very important that that independent independence is always put at the forefront. Mm. Now, what Erdogan did is that because of that decision he made, and he's very vocal and clear about it, so investors for okay, well, if the central bank isn't independent anymore, then they're not going to be able to manage the currency, yeah, right? right? 
So that was the first large um, depreciation of the Turkish lira. Fine, that happened. A couple of weeks later, um, Erdogan appointed a new cabinet, right? So he chose several ministers, blah, blah, blah. And he appointed his son-in-law to be the finance minister. Yeah. Which meant even less independence, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the lira dropped even more. Fine. Then, the, um, the Turkey arrested this um, pastor. American pastor, right? On the suspicion of espionage. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. Who knows? You you never know. There's no smoke of our fire, right? Exactly. So they arrested this guy. And he was in... Actually, he had been in captivity for almost two years or something. Um, But that's it kind of came out then, around then. And then Trump got involved and said, Okay, uh, if you don't let him go, we're going to play sanctions on Turkey. Mm. Again... The, the, the cars depreciate even more. Trump is just dishing out sanctions to anyone, right? I think he just wakes up more than he's going to say, who can I play sanctions on? I wonder if he's going to play someone else soon or something like that. Who knows? So he was, he threatened with that, that the currency depreciate even more. Then he said, like a few days after, he increased tariffs on any steel and, um, was it steel and aluminum from Turkey? Mm. He doubled it from like 10 to 20 and from 25 to 50. Okay. Currency lost even more. Then okay, Turkey. Okay. I'm confused. Why would he keep making these moves if this is the effect that he's having? Well, because, that, because he's trying to punish Turkey. Yeah. Okay. So he did that, right? So the currency depreciate even more. Um, then Turkey sent like a group of ministers, foreign minister, etc., to go and negotiate with Washington. They went. It didn't work. They released a statement that no conclusions were made. The, the currency dropped even more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> then um, Turkish inflation... Inflation numbers were released slightly higher, 15%, dropped even more. So one thing you notice is all of these events that have happened are political events, right? There's no real way you can kind of predict these. You can't. But what you could argue is with someone like Trump being in charge, that first month when it happened and the the Turkish deal started dropping, I think it would have been wise to short the currency then simply because political risk doesn't tend to reverse in one or two days. Yeah. It would have been wise to do what? To to short the currency, to sell it. So when when you're trading it, you can obviously buy or sell it. So to sell it means you're making money when it's going down. Mm. I think that would have made, so that's, that's probably a time where if, if, if I was a trader, I didn't have any positions on, but that's when it would have made sense to short because A is something big. It's not something I can reverse instantly. So, those kind of events, I think it always yeah. makes sense to trade. Politically, you can't turn around the next day and say he changed his mind. Exactly. So, weakness. Exactly. It was always going to take at least a week or yeah. at least whatever. That during all that time, the, the central bank tried to raise interest rates, well, once, because usually when your Sorry, currencies, yeah, that's right, when your currencies yeah, fall, they're going, but maybe, <laughs> maybe they're going Turkey. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, and you raise interest rates, it stops or, or people stop selling it mm. because it's, yeah, obviously the currency will start going up so they'll lose money. Uh, so they raise interest rates once, the, the currency spike for like one or two days, and then it just start going down again. Mm. So yeah, these are all political events which you can't really, you know, predict or kind of factor in, but you just know that it will take some time. Um, so that's Turkey. And, um, yeah, obviously this happened. A lot of speculators have been shorting the currency. It's been doing really bad. And the, 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 the depreciation is also terrible for the Turkish economy. As yeah. Right, that's what I to get onto. Yeah, that. what's it mean to the actual local people? Yeah, it's it's bad. It's really bad because Turkish businesses who rely on buying products from abroad, their yeah. the prices in their current their prices in their products have just shot up simply due to the to the mm. uh, currency movements. Right, um, I think from year to date, last week the the Turkish lira was down forty percent. Right. So if you were buying things for hundred pounds from abroad, it cost you hundred and forty pounds mm. now. Not because the products have gone up in price, mm. but because of the the change in movement. Yeah. And, and obviously, the flip side of that is if you were selling abroad, it's it's cheap. Y- your products are becoming so, cheaper. Exactly. So if you are if you're someone who has a factory in Turkey and you're producing goods in Turkey and you're selling them to someone in the US or the UK, mm. it's it's amazing for you because your costs have gone down, right? And what you're, what you're, um, what you're getting, the dollar is worth more. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's great for you. If you, if you're a Turkish exporter, mm-hmm. um, Turkish banks have been hit really, really bad. Um, so they obviously they have a lot of debt that, or they've given out a lot of loans in Turkish lira, yep. which is worth less. Um, so they've been hit. Also, there's people, when these kind of events happen, a lot of people think, okay, the currency is doing really bad. I better just sell it. Or if I'm in Turkey, I say, okay, I don't want to hold Turkish lira. 
let me just change it for dollars the more people start doing that again the lower the currency starts going again okay it was quite interesting sorry and what does it mean for somebody that just wants to holiday in turkey it's great for you if you just want to travel to turkey because um let's just say you booked your trip in january this year um whatever whatever money you were planning on spending you've just that money has just gone up in 40 percent by 40 percent, right you can get a bigger table now yeah <laughs> hotels everything is cheaper so it's great if you want to go there. I was planning on going there, actually. Yeah. I remember you mentioned it a while ago. That, yeah. Um, it's a yeah. place people should look. Yeah. And I'm surprised they're not... Well, I imagine they are. Maybe I haven't looked. But I'm surprised they're not maybe uh, trying to promote their tourism sector a lot more now. Uh, that, as a way of be, getting money into... Getting people buying the labor. Yeah, that would be wise. But then, on the flip side, I would say it costs more for them as well now, right? Mm. Advertising or whatever. Yes. So it, all the costs, external costs have gone up. Um, but but yeah, Turkey is like a good example of what can happen just due to political events, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, if you're well, we saw a sign of that here with Brexit, right? Yeah, Look what it did to yeah, the pound versus yeah, euro yeah. in like a day. Yeah, exactly. You know? So again, that was a political event, right? Actually, I lost money on that day. As I well. remember. I was. <laughs> you remember? The WhatsApp right? group was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everyone was talking about their positions mm. beforehand with yeah. dead certainty that yeah. Brexit wasn't going to happen, right? I lost money, and everyone was waiting up. It was like I don't know, what are you waiting for like an election or something like yeah. that, right? Well, it wasn't election, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Next, I fell asleep. The next morning. I saw everyone talking about what they'd lost. Yeah. And then they couldn't believe it. Yes, it's, it's a brutal day, man. <laughs> a lot of people bled that night. Yeah. My, my practice account bled a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's that. Dope. Dope. So. Well, yeah. So, there's um, there's like a theoretical rate, right? Okay. So, remember the, the first example I made with the interest rates where I said if the UK is 3%, the US is 2 At uh, 1, the difference is 2 Yeah, yeah then the UK should be more, right? So there, there is a, based on this PPP, power purchase parity, mm-hmm. there is a rate, right? So places like the World Bank, IMF, they have these theoretical rates where they think the exchange rate should be, which is also called fair value, right? Mm-hmm. So there might be the fair value between the, the dollar and the pound might be, I don't know, 1.5. That's the theoretical fair value. Mm-hmm. When you look at it in the market, it doesn't have to be there. But if you if you use that rate as your anchor, you if and if it was below, you can say the currency is undervalued. You okay, can say because yeah. it's below that theoretical fair value, it's cheap. Therefore, yeah. you want to buy it because you think it's going up. Mm-hmm. If it was way above, you can say okay, it's too expensive. Therefore, it should be going lower. But this fair value is just it's just theoretical, right? I was gonna say, and that changes. See, in the long run, yeah. it always holds. Okay, it, it always holds because that fair value. The, the currency exchange rate tends to fluctuate around it. Mm. So it will never be, say, 100% above it for yeah. 20 years. That, yeah, that's yeah. going to happen. It might happen yeah. in for six months, a year or whatever. But funny enough, um, after the, the Turkish lira having lost almost 40%, mm. the, um, the, the World Bank reckons where it's now is where it's close to fair value. Oh, really? it dropped recently though it's been again. yeah mm-hmm. it's been dropping since mm-hmm. since so january does that mean 40 percent they'd say that it was way above previously yes oh, okay. if you looked at the um yeah the, the it's called real effective real effective exchange rate yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah. So, so yeah so, so yes there is a fair value and how you can calculate these fair values is actually very simple Go ahead. so if you look at say uk again mm-hmm. and let's say in theory just say we traded with I don't know, with the US and India, right? You would say you would look at how much you would trade with the US, say it was 50%, how much you with India, it's also 50%. We would take 50% of the US currency and we'll take 50% of the Indian currency, put it together mm-hmm. and compare that against our exchange rate. Got you. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how it's, obviously it's a little bit more sophisticated, but this is the principle behind <laughs> it, right? Um, so that's what yeah, people call fair value. Which and, sorry, no, that's fine. I was gonna say, is that only used to determine whether a value, um, a currency value is above what it should be? In a, yeah, so in it's commerce. like, for instance, at work, yeah. we I use this, so we will, we will say we might be, you know, we will say that say Japan, mm. we think Japanese equities are gonna do really well, but then as a UK investor, if you're gonna buy Japanese equities, you also have to buy the Japanese yen. So on top of that, we would want to know, okay, well, how, how much is the, the currency? How much is that valued? Yeah. So it's, it's like an added analysis you have to do yeah, yeah. for foreign investors, right? 
So yeah, it's it is important, and we always look at it. But it's yeah. So so let's just say we thought Japanese equity is going to do really well, but then the currency was highly overvalued. Yeah. Then maybe it's not the right time to buy Japanese yeah, equities yeah. simply because of the currency. But Japanese equities might be really cheap. So that fair value, if you didn't have it, that would sway your decisions in how you trade yeah, yeah but okay. you'll be surprised a lot of people just ignore it they don't That's, even look at the fair value because listening to it it sounds like if it's not concrete then i'd kind of feel like it would go over people's yeah, heads a lot of people don't care right yeah. some might look at it and say over the last year this is what's happened and going forward say the japanese central bank has announced something mm-hmm. which is going to impact the currency and say make it go up people would completely ignore the fair value yeah, yeah. and just trade based on that yeah. which is what happens on a day-to-day basis but would so, you recommend against doing that in the short run definitely yeah so just always keep that fair value in mind at least yeah. know what it is yeah if you, i mean i wouldn't recommend people trading to begin <laughs> with, right but if you must yeah just you know yeah just make sure yeah just just have a, like an idea of where do you think it should be and this mm-hmm. fair value just because the imf or world bank releases it doesn't mean it's correct yeah. because at work we have our, our own fair value we calculate our own fair value which mm. is based on something completely different so does each company do that every company has a different approach oh, of doing oh, it. okay so our fair value might be different from that of a different investment management firm or whatever okay. so you could come up today with one if you wanted to it's it's not very difficult okay so it's best based on what i'm using the current exactly for. so it's very subjective yeah. to what you think yeah okay or you might you might think that the fair value is wrong right that can also happen you might think actually no this can't be because of xyz so therefore actually scrap this it should be a lot higher it should be a but lot you lower. see what i mean why i say it would go people's heads it seems like it's so fluid that it's it's so what f- is the point of knowing it if actually it might be wrong it was different over here it's different yeah, over there you're right hundred percent yeah hundred mm. percent um it, so you in essence you could almost argue it's irrelevant in yeah. the short run you can say if you're going to plan on buying something for 10 years, maybe it's important. Yeah, but yeah. if you're doing something for like a week or a month, you could argue it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it even more difficult to trade it and make money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know many successful day traders that trade currency. I'm just being honest. I don't know any. I See, don't. That's funny because when looking and doing research, one thing I'd say to people is you find that a lot of people that are giving you information will slide in and that's why we use this platform because blah blah and you realize they're trying to sell you mm-hmm. their their trading platform or tell you to log on and sign yeah. up to what they use but um it made it seem like it wasn't a big deal yeah. like it was just like easy to do yeah, yeah. Like anyone something could do it. Yeah. yeah people exactly. make it seem like you do the training which yeah. is like maybe a week right and after the training you know exactly what you need to know to trade mm. on some websites it wasn't even telling you to do training it was just, just give you like five steps yeah, of just, just how to yeah, yeah, it. yeah it's i don't know it's um they, they've kind of they've changed the laws around actually not long ago where, where i think now the max is like a 30 to 1 leverage so for every one pound you mm. put in you you're you can borrow i don't know 30 times mm. whereas before it was like over 100 i think i think it was like 1000 or something oh gosh that's crazy yeah okay so although you um don't recommend it how do people actually make money from changing currencies yes well the ones the <laughs> ones that do make money right say they have the accounts they buy and sell specific currencies when they should like the turkey example so a couple months ago someone who i don't know wasn't really knowledgeable or, or had like an you know good idea of what to do yeah they would have sold the turkish lira then yeah. and if he has sold the turkish lira in january and I don't know, even say you had a thousand pounds, which gave you, I don't know, 10,000 pounds, you would be up 14,000 by now, mm. minus the cost, which may be 40, 50 pounds or something. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, that's, it's just simply buying and selling the currencies at the precise points where they're going to go up or down, which is very, very difficult to know, right? Mm. So I saw an example where someone was saying, if you're going, say for example, you're going somewhere in Europe. So you change your pounds and it gives you, I don't know, say 500 euros. Mm -hmm. But you go over there, you don't spend the money at all. You literally keep it in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Something's changed. You come back and you sell the money back and you're able to get more pounds than you were before. That's a way of doing it. But obviously people aren't going to do that just with changing their currency and going on holiday. Well, you can do that. But Mm -hmm. then you you, you have to know that when you come back, there would have been a change for the better, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can, that's, that's, I I guess that's a way of physically trading kind of thing. Yeah. 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 You could do that. But yeah, it's so it's the same as trading online, I guess. 
Okay. Because you still need to know whether it's going up or down. Mm. Okay, so tell us about the dangers because you seem to. Yeah, know the more dangers. About that, <laughs> the dangers, like I said, you're highly leveraged, so your position drops by one percent. Your whole account could be wiped out, right? And very, very easily that can happen in seconds. The other dangers, like I said, with with effects, there's so much political risk. There's so many events outside of of I don't know your decision making that let's just say you've bought the japanese yen there's an earthquake in japan you can't predict an earthquake yeah, again that will have a huge impact on your on your position yeah. i don't know say whatever area there's a tsunami there or um any any kind of event which which isn't good for the country isn't good for the currency mm. say the president gets assassinated i don't know there's so many yeah so many aspects obviously these things don't happen on a day-to-day yeah, basis yeah. but they could right so those are the things to be aware of, which a lot of people aren't. Um, those are the dangers, and yeah, just be very wary of these pro- of these um, training programs where they want to send you signals. You know, you sign up for fifty pounds a month, and they say they send you trading signals. What you want to do is say, okay, send me a list of all the signals you've had, right, and so I can see how many of them have been correct. If someone sends you any list and there's a high, high, like a, a high ratio of correct and correct. That's wrong. It's, it's made up. I can say this with confidence, even in the real world, as in with professionals. And again, I'm not saying only professionals can make money, right? Mm. Definitely not. Cause I think I, no, let me actually rephrase this. I think everyone, even normal day to day people who don't work in finance, whatever, I think they can make money off trading mm. 100%. But I think it takes a lot of commitment dedication learning reading blah 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 i don't think most people want to do that so mm-hmm. that's why i say i don't recommend it but if you are someone it really interests you you're, you're happy to follow the news to read just learn blah 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 I, I think you can make money definitely but i don't think the average person is is going to do that okay so we spoke about um the market being it's the biggest market trading currencies is the biggest market and it's a 24-hour market or i think from what i saw it's like friday to monday yeah to i think saturday it's like sundays yeah, not in the off, equation. yeah that's yeah, it yeah. Yeah, yeah but um if people are trading obviously no matter what you got to sleep times differences in different countries trading times in different countries how does somebody like if you're going to trade successfully do you literally need to sit on the computer all day all night no do you just you just if if you ever if you put on the trade now mm. and you go to work and you come back i mean your money might all be gone, right? That's the thing. But what you can do is set set up like a stop loss. Mm. So you can say if the change in direction, if there's a change in direction and you lose this much, then you want to close the account. Okay. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, close the position. You can do that. So you can do stop losses, whatever. Or you can say once the currency hits this point, then you want to go in. Yeah, you yeah. can also set that. You can basically automate a lot of stuff, actually. You okay. can do that. But that's that's the easy stuff right that's the easy side the hard stuff is knowing when at what position do you do that the hard stuff is knowing. okay when do you buy the japanese yen when i don't know is it when it reaches a certain level fine it might reach that certain level but then are you aware of what's going on politically is there let's just say there's a release next week by the bank of japan do you have an inkling of what they're going to say you might do you might not do but all these things are important because these releases come out, there's instantly an impact. Yeah. Um, someone puts on a huge trade somewhere, there's an impact. There's there's many different things that happen that impacts currencies that we're not aware of. And the thing is, I feel like with certain things, you could just buy a textbook, right? So like you said, when to buy the Japanese yen. Yeah. There's no textbook that can tell you because mm, it just depends on so many different yeah. variables. See, see, the textbooks will tell you all the theory stuff, yeah. which although then they're often not that useful in the day-to-day, you should still know it because in the long run they're useful and mm. I, I think you can always gain a little bit even if it's not that much mm. but not knowing them at at all that, that's just it doesn't feel right so if somebody wants to literally trade very short term yeah for a lot of money and, and hopes to get money a good amount out and they know that it's a politically political movement somewhere they can literally put money in trade stay on it and take money out yeah that's like instantly. very very when, short term yeah when it, you can point a trade now and close in one minute yeah you can okay. do that or close in one year but for people that are doing it long term and are literally is it lit so they're literally just moving currency around literally that's all it is constantly constantly yeah mm. it is it's like it's a very 
dynamic and interesting thing to do if if you're you know if you really understand it and you're really yeah, known. Yeah. Um, but like I see it at work all the time, um, and then even <laughs> even the professionals get it wrong. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And um, are there any other ways of making money through currencies, currencies rather than trading? I I couldn't think of any. Maybe what you said with, say, you go to the country, you exchange the money, you go in there, Come but you don't spend it. But I don't know. But I, exa- that obviously includes traveling. Yeah. So if oh, that's not your primary. <laughs> oh, actually, there is something you mm. could do, right? Okay, so let's just say, Sam, yeah, say you, you had a second home in in Indonesia, right? Yeah. And you traveled there every year, like three, four times, right? What you could do is open a bank account in Indonesia. Yeah. When the when the the, the pound is really strong against Indonesian rupiah, right? You could just buy that buy the currency, yeah. right? Transfer some money into your account. It'll be really high. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's really when the Indonesian rupiah is doing really well against the pound, you could transfer it back and yeah. make money again, right? So do stuff like I that. I guess you could do that, but then the bank will charge you costs and stuff yeah, like that. So, so I don't. Would know. it be worth it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're pushing it. But yeah. Yeah, and one more reason actually, which I forgot to mention earlier, is um, sometimes currencies just do well because other currencies are doing bad, other unrelated currencies. Mm. So certain currencies have a safe haven status, which means they're seen as whenever there's a lot of volatility in the world, they're seen as the safe havens for assets, for money to go into. So it's mainly like the Swiss franc, the US dollar and the Japanese yen. They tend to do really well when other assets, other countries are doing really bad. Yeah. But it's simply on the notion it, it, they're perceived to be safe havens. Um, so that not not because they have high interest rates or anything. It's just they're perceived to be the more stable economies, etc. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. So, um, vote in the room. Who who's looking to do any currency trading? <laughs> <laughs> not me. No. <laughs> it's not for me. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not me. But yeah, like I said, I'm not saying that it's impossible and no one can do it. I think it's very possible. I just think it takes a lot of work before you can do it successfully. Okay, I just want to ask. Um, so apart from when thinking about currency exchange of forex, apart from somebody who is planning to travel, overseas businesses trading, or actual planning to do currency trading online. Is this a subject that people would need to know about? Is it something that you need? I mean, obviously the basics need you need it, but yeah. when would anybody else have to think about it? Well, I guess when you when you look at say Brexit coming and stuff, and you want to know, you know, why all of a sudden things are more expensive mm. from abroad or something, yeah, then that gives you the explanation, right? So, yeah, I think it's something to be aware of. So you can see the effects literally from buying your groceries yeah. and stuff like I, that. Okay. I think it's, um, let's just say, knowing what the pound is doing against the dollar or the euro. Just mm. these two, yeah. simply because they're like the closest or the largest trading areas with the UK. Mm. So I think you should know that. Mm. Okay. Because yeah. if you're a business selling or buying from abroad, you should know. Yeah. And, and people that travel a lot should definitely know. Cool. Should we move on to what we learned this week? Sure. Mine's going to be in line with this topic just because. <laughs> Go on. It's just, it's just the way. So, a um, couple of things. So, the first thing I noticed that a lot of people were saying the trading market is 24 hours. We've touched on it 24 7 when it's actually not. From what I read, it opens Sunday night, UK yeah. time, in time for when Asian markets open for business and then closes friday evening when new york's close so it's like monday to friday kind of yeah but then i guess if you look at if you look at it from globally it's 24 hours because it's exactly because when we're done someone else is opening opening, yeah yeah. and then another thing um was not something that i learned but something that you something to think about or something i didn't think about um no currency moves in isolation so they're always paired against another yeah always so it sounds simple because we're always comparing a currency against another, but what is a currency actually worth if not comparing it to another currency? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think, Jerome, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. do you remember we did the currency, cryptocurrency? Yep. And it was the same principle. You always had to sell one yeah. cr- cryptocurrency against the other. Yeah, so most things are pegged to Bitcoin, yeah. BTC. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. and it, it kind of feels like a lot of the people uh, when I was looking at it back then in the crypto space were ex, uh, forex traders. Mm. Um, so you know, it's quite similar in setup in terms of how it works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're competing against because that's what you're doing, right? You're exchanging the currency for another one, so you always have to pair it yeah. against something else. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't you'd be trading with yourself, right? Um, what have I learned this week? Uh, an interesting one that not only do we have uh, influences in this world. Uh, we now have, um, how is it? What are they called? Digital influencers, where they're actually not real people. So in Japan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a podcast I was listening to, and the, and the title was, Why Your Favorite Instagrammer Might Not Be Real. And it's, what? yeah, and it's kind of coming out of Japan. And basically, it started off with this audio software where I think you could put, it basically, it, it, it would create music, uh, digitally on this platform say so you synthesize a voice you know blah 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 and they turn it into kind of an avatar and that avatar now has become famous and popular and there's several of them that have beef um and what? go against each other but <coughs> I, they're not conscious though are they no it's, so it's, it'll be someone a, a computer oh, program, okay, okay, okay. programmer um programmer sorry um writing what it should be doing whatever but what some of them do is they superimpose them in real life situations so it'll be cgi uh, you know, CGI creation, but they'll put it in, you know, Oxford Street and say, and the caption will be, I'm out shopping, but it's not. It's just a computer generated thing. Yeah. Uh, but people are following them and being concerned about what's, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so sad. It kind of shows how sad we're getting that. First of all, <laughs> now we're following everyday people and being overly concerned with what they're doing in their normal lives. We're now going to start following computer generated images and being concerned what they're doing in their digitally created lives. Um, but it just shows, you know, the way, and this is, I say, it's mainly in Japan and, you know, they, gaming, tech is very, very high over there, right? There's a lot of interest over there, but it will, it will feel all over here, I'd imagine. Oh, of um, course, it always does. But it? yeah, so that's going to be the thing, right? And I remember there was a Black Mirror episode like this. Oh. Remember where they voted in that, uh, cartoon character for pr- Prime Minister? Yes, oh, yes, yes, no, yes, yes, yes. First, first episode. I first think that might have been the first episode. Definitely first yeah. season. Yeah. 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 Um, and it just reminded me of that basically. So yeah, we have now CGI digitally created influences that children are it's following. Kind of like the like episode on Black Mirror as well. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I learned that um, yeah. society's going to down the toilet basically. <laughs> uh, what did I learn? I, I watched something on Netflix actually. It was about aging, why we age and stuff. Do we have to do this? I'm depressed already. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was basically saying that. It looked at it from, say, I don't know, I think it was like a couple thousand years ago. So, um, our life expectancy, right? It, it went up from like late 20s all the way to like, I don't know, it was like 60 or 70 in like the 90s at some point, say 1950 or something. But then since 1950 till now, it's only gone up by like three years or something. Mm-hmm. So, they were basically saying, for some reason, we're actually a lot more advanced, but our um, expected uh, life, our life expectancy is is only gone up by three years. So, okay. so why is that? Why is it now? Although we're advancing so quickly, and then they were saying, okay, it, if we're looking at global life expectancy, right, of the whole world, there's obviously still nations, especially third world, etc., where life expectancy is a lot lower. So that brings down that whole number. But they're saying even that, that's terrible, given how advanced we are. Mm. But so. what was the reasons? What? Of, of why? Yeah, well, that's, of the, why that's, the, that's the mystery, right? Uh, if I was to hazard a guess, uh, have our advancements been in well-being and health? Yeah, Probably yeah, not. Yeah. Is that our focus? Well, actually, it has. Because remember, they're looking at two periods, right? Mm-hmm. One was from the very, very olden days to like, until we, we started knowing about bacteria blah 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 so once we kind of knew about all that stuff it just went up huge from from late 20s to like seven so that's a huge increase right Mm -hmm. but then they were saying you would have predicted an even larger increase from then until now from the 1950s simply if you looked at the rate at which it developed before but it hasn't mm, but that's what they have our developments really been focused there since a lot of it is like we can eliminate simple diseases that would have killed people right say mm. back if you had a fever that could have been it right now that's but then there's still countries where fever will kill you mm. right so it was just asking the question why is it so low they didn't come with a conclusive reason but yeah that's something i learned mm. 
I don't have nothing this week. <laughs> you didn't learn anything this week? No, I, I learned something else. Don't, don't half because last, Wait, haven't week, you already last done week, it? yeah, you lot didn't learn anything, did you? I, I you learned say that Kalisha is a snake. I learned that Kalisha is a snake. That's Wait, what I learned. Uh, no, <laughs> that's what I learned. Listen, I, I learned Kalisha is a snake. I found out the same day as you. I was at some event and all I see is Jerome tap me. You're a snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I get a call from my brother to go to an event. It's some on that call, he's like, oh, Kalisha's here as well. I was like, oh. Who said that? Don't worry. I see everything. When were you guys learning? I wasn't at the event, was it? I wasn't. No, I only found out that same day, to be honest. Yeah, we didn't find out. I found out like a half an hour before you saw me, though. Um, okay. No, it's Merxton who's doing it. was his single. Yeah, that single. guy still makes music? He does. Oh, yeah. I've Merxton's one of my faves. Yeah, very underrated rapper, in my opinion. One of my faves. Yeah. It was a good uh, Suspect was there as well. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, that's why I was there. Okay, fine. Yeah. Don't look at me down that far. So Why is there a story to tell? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Can there we cut is, this out, please? Listen, there is, there is <laughs> oh, wow, we finally got there. We've got stuff to there cut is, out. There is no story to tell, all right? Please. There is no story. Moving on. I repeat that. <laughs> there is no story. Do we, we need a second disclaimer, bro. <laughs> anyway, I think we should wrap up before yeah, we this gets too up. heated, right? Yeah, I feel like we, this is over. Kalisha, do you want to see us through? Yeah, go on. So, thank you for listening to this episode of Making Sense Podcast. It's myself, Kalisha here. We've got Sam, yes. Jay, and Francis. Please, sus- yours truly. Oh, shush, man. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs> Please <My> subscribe. <laughs> follow at Making Sense PC on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, keep the retweets going. Um, the engagement on Twitter has been great the last yes, couple of weeks, has. last week or so. Um, you know, we'll start putting out more regular content like polls and articles and our opinion on stuff. Uh, if you guys keep on engaging with them, telling us if you think we're right, wrong, or just showing what you think we've said. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you a lot. Peace. Peace. Later on, man. <laughs> <laughs>